0800-222-322 of ga naar www.nietalleen.nl. Je bent niet alleen. Je luistert naar Radio Zuidoord. 24 uur per dag vanuit het hart van de Belmer. Via Jesus name. 
Don't miss it. I'll see you. to you and welcome to Radio Voice of Niger. We're transmitted this morning as usual on 103.8 on cable and 105.2 on ether. And uh, we want to say good morning and uh, welcome to the show of today, Monday the 22nd of April. We trust that uh, the Lord will guide us through and that we'll be able to deliver and to have a great program together. And with you who is out there, we know that you are our partner in progress and that we are a team in this in this matter. We, as usual, we're gonna, uh, we are already in the inspirational segment and we will be playing some music and also bring you, you the word of God. Let pastoral forum will follow. And then the other two major items uh, will be uh, made known as we proceed. So, welcome once again, and stay tuned. We'll bring you, bringing you further updates as we proceed. My name, by the way, is Apostle Larry Dogan, a senior pastor of Rivers of Life Bible Church here in Amsterdam, South East. I'll be co-hosting the program as usual with Apostle Helen Ruth Dogan, the director of Radio Voice of Life.
Yes, yes, yes. Good morning to all our listeners. Good morning to you. This is Apostle Helen Rudok and Alice Lady Agwaboma of Radio Voice of Niger. We are transmitting this morning on 103.8 MHz cable, 105.2 MHz acre. This is our religious segment. So we call upon every one of you to join us as we call upon the name of the Lord.
bless you this morning and we thank you for all our listeners. We thank you, oh God, for the opportunity you have given unto us to be alive in the land of the living. Bless every single one who is out there this morning calling upon the name of the Lord. Bless our families. Bless our loved ones. Bless this city that we are in. Bless, oh God, our our country, even the Netherlands. Bless, my Lord, the Queen and all that are in her cabinet. Bless them as they rule this nation with godliness, with peace, and with love. We want to thank you for all our co-laborers in the vineyard, the pastors in the city who are doing all they could to contribute eminently in this land. Bless them. Bless everyone of God whose heart is pure towards the gospel. We thank you for all that you are doing even in Jesus' name. We also bless you for the privilege you have given unto us even to to, to, to speak your word through this channel. Bless Razu and bless all his workers. Be glorified this morning as we minister to your people in Jesus' name.
touch with us, of course, you know, our website, radiovoiceoftanger.org. You can always go there and see updates of what we are doing. And at the same time, don't forget, Majesty Christian Television Network. Oh, my God. If you've not gone there, you are really missing out. Please, just log on on www.majestytv.org and see what God is doing. Powerful preachers, men and women of God, preaching the gospel live. And even you can call in the studio while they are preaching. You can call in. We've been receiving calls even from Finland, from, from Sweden, from Britain, from Germany. We've been receiving calls. People calling and asking the man or woman of God who is preaching at a particular moment to pray for them. We've been seeing women who are under labor calling in and wanting that prayers be made for them. Is it not awesome? That's what technology can do. Just with your smartphone, with your smartphone, with your iPad, with your laptop, with your desktop, whatever you have, Blackberry, you can watch Majesty Christian Television Network. You can hear the gospel. Hear, hear the word of the Lord that will build up your life. It is an awesome thing that God has done with this uh, technology. Please log on and tell others about Majesty Christian Television Network. Where gospel music are being played 24 7. I mean, there's nothing like a mixing it all. It's either you are for Christ or you are for the world. But you know, the world is becoming so dirty and so corrupt. So choose for life. Choose for life. As you listen to Majesty Christian Television Network, you are choosing for life. We encourage you to do that. You and your family will surely be transformed through that world that is flowing. You know, the word of God is life. You can't do without it. Even when we try to ignore it, doesn't stop it. So go on www.majesticristiantelevisionnetwork and feed yourself with the word of life.
our sweet said unto you, now the miracles of Jesus.
you to the miracles of Jesus Christ. I want to thank God for your life. My name once again is Apostle Helen Rudokenu of Rivers of Life Bible Church. Alias Lady Amabuma of Radio Voice of Niger. Now, I just want to bring this short uh, word of exhortation to thank God for additional one year he has added into my life today. I read from the book of Psalm 103. Join me, please. From verse 1, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all my iniquities? Who healeth all my diseases? I'm making it personal because in your Bible it will be saying time. So I'm making it personal because I'm remembering how far he has brought me. Who redeemed my life from destruction? Who crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfied my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Somebody join me today to really celebrate the day and meditate on the word of the Lord for all his kindness and benefits which I have enjoyed from the day of my conception to the day I was born because the Bible tells us that from the time Adam and Eve sinned against the Lord sin came into the world and when sin came that means even children who were begotten out of Adam and Eve already had mark of sin inside them. And from that, man then required redemption. So until man accepts Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior, man will be under perpetual condemnation because sin rules the world. So, even as a baby, we were conceived under iniquity. We were conceived in sin, as the Bible says it. So, here, the psalmist giving thanks to God, and as I'm giving thanks to God as well today, I am saying to him that everything within my soul has to bless him for having redeemed my life, redeemed my soul from the destructive power of sin. Because he has forgiven all my iniquities. Would I remember 
Would I say my mom and my dad didn't sin? Because even the Bible said he uses the, the sins of the fathers to judge their children. Is there anyone under the surface of the earth that, 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 that doesn't sin against God? So I cannot begin to act as if there was no sin in my life. It's just by the sheer mercy of grace that I can stand here today to testify about the goodness of God. In other words, knowing fully well that when man fell short of the standard of God, sin came into the world. And because that sin came into the world, it affected everything on the surface of the earth. Still dead. And the exemption is only when you find a new life. In Christ Jesus. You find a new bet in Christ Jesus. That's why Jesus in the book of John 3 told Nicodemus, except a man be born again by water and by the blood, by fire, he cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. So Nicodemus wanted to know how, whether it is that he will enter his mother's womb at his matured age to be born again. But what Jesus was just trying to say is that you need to repent, renounce your old ways of life, and then ask for me to come into your life and then be your personal savior. And then you receive Christ as your Savior, and then the evidence is that you go and baptize. And then, then when you are baptized, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and then you become a new person. So you can see that's a process that brings us onto repentance. And without that process, man remains the same. Everything man does is very sinful. So if God will judge us based on the manner of sin that we are committing, based on the guilt of sin that we carry every day, it will be too powerful and it will be too great. But thank God. The Bible said, who forgiveth all my iniquities. The iniquity is talking about from the root of my sinful nature, God has forgiven me and who healed all my diseases. Because where sin is, disease can be attached to it. But look at what the Bible is telling me today. As I bless God, I'm remembering that the root of my sins have been forgiven. They've been dealt with by virtue of the fact that I have received Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. Are you not glad, somebody, to know that there's someone who has forgiven all your sins and who healed all 
all thy diseases. Even the diseases are not yet come. I'm already healed from them. And that's why I'm rejoicing. And I'm thanking him for being my Lord and my personal Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Where would I have been? There are people of my age who have died. There are people of my age who are in the hospital. They are crippled. They are they are infamed by iniquities, infamed by sicknesses that cannot be defined. Oh, there are people of my age who have been harassed continuously by demonic entities, visible and invisible. They harass them in their homes. Have you not heard people who will say, something is working on top of my roof. Something is working in my home. I cannot see what is working in my home. Oh, look at me. I will sleep and wake up, JJ. And uh, wake up, JJ, and here I am talking to you because of the goodness of the Lord. How can I forget such a benefit that he healed all my diseases? Who redeemed my life from destruction? Child of God, do you know many people who wink their eyes just because they see you somewhere? Do you know many people who don't want even to know how you are doing? Do you know many people who Oh, come on, pause at this moment now and 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 get to know Jesus a little bit.
Do you know how many children have become rebellious just because they are counting on the sins of their parents? Even some of them, they look at their mothers and say, you are a whore, you are a whore, I can't be proud of you. Some of them look at their father, they say, you are a drunkard, I'm not proud of you. And because of that, their lives have been destroyed. You see, when you operate without God in your life, your life will be very empty. And that is why David, the whole king, he paused and he felt he should give thanks to God who redeemed his life from all destruction. Do you know how people get up in the morning and then death is haunting them? And because death is haunting them, they, they, they have achieved everything in life, but they have no joy. They have no peace. They can't forgive themselves. Have you not seen of millionaires who went and they killed themselves? Just because they felt that the yoke of sin was too heavy upon them. The yoke of guilt was too much. So they could not forgive themselves. So they thought that taking their life should be the, the last resort for their sorrow. Child of God, it's only when you do not know the gravity of guilt that you will not be able to understand the magnitude of the forgiveness that God has given unto us through Jesus, our Lord and personal Savior. So I am grateful this morning and I'm joyfully bringing this word to you so that you can have hope and you can have a future. The Bible said, he crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, and who satisfied thy mouth with goodness. Oh, it's a very good place to rejoice and to rejoice with me as I celebrate this day. To rejoice with me because I am remembering that he is the only one who have redeemed my life from destruction. Do you know when sickness wanted to attack me? Do you know when, then, when, when you may have eaten by accident food that was not clean and virus entered into your system? Yet, I, I escaped all of those threats. Look at this. Who satisfied my mouth with good things? Would you please count all your pleasures? Count what God has done for you. Aren't you glad that you are not eating through your nostrils? You don't have tubes around you. There are people who want to eat meat, but except the meat is grinded. They cannot eat it. Aren't you glad that the Lord delivered you from destruction? Aren't you glad that you are crowned with loving kindness and tender mercies? Do you know many people who lack love? We wake up in the morning in such an environment we are in. Nobody cares about his neighbor. I can't even remember when last somebody, somebody saw me and said, oh, I love you. But here, we are being reminded that we are being...
ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to um, switch. Uh, we're going to go to the pastoral forum, take a bite out of that from that, and uh, we'll proceed. I'm going to be having uh, this morning briefly uh, talk with one of the uh, aspirants to the European uh, Parliament, uh, who's going to be having a discussion with me. So stand by. Uh, let's have the pastoral forum. Today we're going to be talking about uh, rebuilding broken prayer altars, rebuilding prayer altars. As you know, we, we want to use this to follow up on our previous discussion on prayer. We want to kind of go a little bit deeper in another direction. We see the topic of prayer as very important and uh, we, 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 we bet you don't want to miss out on it. So please uh, join us as we discuss this exciting, exciting topic. There's a prayer revolution in the air. We have a guest going to help us delve uh, into this topic, a very special man of God. You're going to love him. I'm going to introduce him shortly. Do you love prayer? How important is prayer to you? How often do you pray? Do you get answers to your prayer? These are really important questions. Hopefully you get some answers and also you feel free to ask questions. You know, let's learn together, alright? Oh, by the way, if you do not know, the whole city is a stair with ambushment. If you don't know what ambushment is, it is, it is taking, taking position against the onslaught of the enemy. And we are doing that in a powerful way. Ambushment began on Friday night with a concert. And we took off Saturday night with a proper conference proper. And we are on. Tonight, this morning, there's a morning session from 10 o'clock till 12.30. And then again, 7 o'clock, we have the evening session. If you haven't yet shown up, please show up. We are waiting to see you do ministry properly. So he's a lecturer there. He's also uh, a candidate for Doctor of, of Ministry uh, program. Is that attended? No, that's with Baki Graduate University in Seattle, Seattle, USA. Okay. All the best with uh, your your study. <laughs> you. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Now, as usual, uh, as usual, I would like uh, to set the rules for our our discussion this morning. They have to be objective and uh, open-minded. With due respect to all parties in question, I want to avoid actual names and direct reference to all subjects. And we do not want to use this medium to settle personal scores. We also want to keep in mind our goal. That is to generate recommendations for improving church community life and also our relationships. And with this, I'd like to open the curtain for our discussion. Listeners, by the way, we invite you to give us a call as we proceed on 027 Our topic, once again, is rebuilding broken prayer altars. Now, the first question I would like to ask you, uh, Pastor Rafik, is um, what does an altar symbolize in the context of prayer? Can you, I know this is a very broad and perhaps vague question, but um, what does an altar go to do? And what does it symbolize when, symbolize when it comes to sacrifice is to do what? To live for Christ. Yes. By renewing of our minds, 
you know, and that is acceptable unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that is one way of how we can relate what is done in the old and today. Mm-hmm. And going to the altar to sacrifice, yes. Jesus also impounded on this principle. Mm-hmm. He says, unless a seed mm-hmm. dies, yes. it remains a seed. So there is this aspect of death that we are called to die every day mm-hmm. to become disciples of Christ. Yes. So altars, what has been taking place in altars in the old yes. is very <laughs> significant to you and I, our lives today. Mm-hmm. Because altars is a place of sacrifice. And, you know, to be honest with you, I have a problem mm-hmm. with pray, the way people refer to prayers. Mm-hmm. Today, prayers has become a time of, mm-hmm. excuse me to say, a time of making noise mm-hmm. and talk a lot. Yes. And people think I've been in the presence of God, yeah. I've done something powerful, mm-hmm. and I'm going home, and I'm well pleasing to God. Mm-hmm. I personally have a problem with that. And what is the problem you have with that? The problem is, I believe yeah. that the only time I can say, indeed, I've been in the presence, presence of, of God. God, I've prayed, is that when I have spent time with God uh-huh. and I've been able to see an area of my life mm-hmm. that needs change, mm-hmm. that I'm able to leave it at the altar and sacrifice it by asking the Lord to take away this aspect or this issue of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when I say I have visited the altar oh, of God. Very good. I've brought something. You, you, you have said something very profound. Uh, by, you know, looking back at the olden days, when uh, sacrifices were made at the altar, when we had actually this physical structure which symbolized which was the altar. In fact, I, I find, you know, the story of Balaam and uh, uh, Balaam and Balak, the king of Moab. Uh, I love that story because it gives very clear and deep, also deep insight uh, about the role of sacrifices. Because uh, Balak, the Moabite king, approached Balaam, the prophet, to put a curse on Israel. And so, well, the prophet asked for what sacrifice? He asked for uh, animals, mm-hmm. and then he asked also for an altar to be built. And so Balaam went and built the altar. And what I like about it is that the Bible says that when he built the altar, God showed up and God spoke to him. But God did not grant him his intention or his the wish of Balak, uh, Balak the, the king, to curse Israel, but instead to bless them. Now, what is amazing is that for the seven times, was it about, I don't know how it was about seven times or so. Uh, the number of times that the, the he sacrificed, God showed up at the altar. So there is this. Um, we can make we can draw this conclusion or this we can make this deduction that whenever we appear at the altar with a sacrifice, God shows up. Do you, am I making a correct statement? You are. I can put your statement also in another context. Huh? Context. <laughs> or, yeah, let me reword your statement. Yes. You know, an altar, you are asking what is its significance yes. and application today. Mm-hmm. One word I would use is devotion. Mm-hmm. 
you know and when we talk about devotion each time I teach about devotion mm -hmm. you start devotion first mm -hmm. by choosing a place mm -hmm. and a time mm -hmm. of devotion mm -hmm. whether once a week daily mm -hmm. that is significant and when you make these two decisions mm -hmm. choosing a place and a time now please relate that to what was happening in the Old Testament because the Old Testament was a shadow of what we were to have in the new. So that we once we make that comparison, it becomes the picture becomes clearer to us modern day New Testament believers. Okay. Because like you said, people make a lot of noise and they think they are praying. They have no clue what they are doing. Yes. You see, so we want to point ourselves back to the old so we can see clearly the pattern with God has said, what was done, with God accepted and God you know, God confirmed by visibly and demonstrably showing up, you know, and then you learn from that and bring it to the new. So, okay, related to related to the old for me, yeah. So, yes. the altar, yes, in the Old Testament represents the place, uh huh, and the time, uh huh, is the seasons uh -huh. where the Israelites used to go with the various offerings, yes. They had time for green offering, they had time for burnt offering. So there is always a time and place. Mm -hmm. So the altar symbolizes mm -hmm. the place. Okay. Which today you and I also can choose mm -hmm. a time and a place. Yes. In our houses. Yes. That's in our homes. Okay. Or it could be in the church. Well, hold, hold it right there. Are you saying that we should have a place in our home for prayer? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Can you elaborate on that, please? For example, <laughs> I live in a, what they call a machinette. Uh -huh. My bedrooms are upstairs. Uh -huh. My living room is downstairs. Yes. My living room mm -hmm. is my altar mm -hmm. because I have wife and kids. Mm -hmm. I am an early riser. Okay. I wake up 3, 4 a.m. because I know the importance of an altar. Okay. And I cannot stay in the bedroom and pray while my wife is there and my kids are there. Uh -huh. So my place, my altar is in my living room. Mm. So when I wake up between 3 to 4 a.m., I walk downstairs, mm. make my coffee mm. and get ready mm -hmm. to hear from God mm -hmm. and lay some sacrifices mm -hmm. before the Lord. So as we go on, I can explain. Even Jesus said that. You can trace it from the Lord's prayer. He says, our Father who is in heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you go on in the prayer, what does he say? He said, forgive us what? Our sins. As we forgive those. So these are times of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to have to end that one there. If you want to play or listen, listen to the rest of that topic, uh, prayer, uh, you can just Google on our website, Radio Voice of Niger, uh, topic of prayer uh, with uh, Dr. Rafik Osman, and I'm sure it will come up. So just search. Uh, if you don't succeed, just let us know. Thank you so much. We're going to be switching to actually a very important uh, social item. We're going to be talking about security in the Bahama and with the Statue Forces, um, Mifra Tanya uh, and uh, two other panelists. Uh, I'm sure you're going to love it, so please stand by.
going to use this song to send us, begin to set the tone. Uh, we're in December, so Christmas is not too far away. And so begin to get your heart, get your lungs, get your pockets for the greatest season of the year. I want to use that as a prelude to the upcoming program. We're going to be talking about security and biomass. Challenges, uh, security challenges confronting us in Obama. We're going to be discussing this shortly. Our host, of course, will be Apostle Helen Roof. Dark and all. Commentator. As a matter of fact, he was an ex 
police officer. officer. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. 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 So he's a, a chief Lee Taki, local resident. Welcome, sir. Thank you. <laughs> and we also have uh, our own community leaders who are here from the Nigerian community. Well, we have uh, the Igwe Opportunity, Chris, and the rest of them here. Please, can you say hello to the audience? <laughs> can you open your mouth and say something? Hello. Because... Hello. <laughs> wow, awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, that is it. And we hope those of you who are out there to join us on the Facebook. Get our Facebook or WhatsApp, make your comments and uh, feel free to call the studio line on 020-374-160. Join the discussion. It's going to be very lively and feel free to text us on what is your concern. So welcome once again, panelists. Now, the first question goes this way. How do we explain why Bema Centrum has a high crime rate of 39% than the Amsterdam average, which is 30%? How do we explain that? Jerome? Well, let me introduce myself uh, at first. I'm uh, Jeroen van der Roer and I work uh, for 28 years for the police of Amsterdam. And I've worked in several uh, areas in Amsterdam. So I can compare the uh, different areas. Um, and when I say well, in Amsterdam Southeast is the beautiful uh, city of Amsterdam to work. Yes. A lot of very nice people to work with. But there are also uh, very different kind of complicated problems uh, that are here in Amsterdam Southeast. And that also are causing some kind of crime. Um, uh, Amsterdam of the Belmer Center and there is also a big shopping center yeah. and there's also uh, in a shopping center there are certain kind of crimes that are committed there like shoplifting and that is raising already the the crime uh, average in that area and besides that there are also uh, you can see that and uh, in, in the center that there are also uh, addicted people who are trying to get drugs and people who are selling drugs. It also happens in Amsterdam support. So we're trying to uh, go against that, but that's also a crime to sell drugs. So when we catch them, it's also a number for a crime. Again. So that raises the, the crime uh, number in the, that area. Mm -hmm. Wow. So who are those people who are selling those things? Who are the people who are, I mean, when you look at from your experience, so who are those who are selling these drugs or whatever? Are they from the minority ethnic groups or from the majority ethnic groups? There are several ethnic groups, and there is a, a question for the, the drugs, so there is also people who are going to sell it and um, that are small dealers. There are bigger dealers behind it, but they have uh, a small amount of drugs in their possession and they're not uh, addicted or some of them are, are addicted themselves and that's the way how they provide in their living and they can provide in their own drugs. So uh, it's all kinds of people who uh, sell drugs. And those who are uh, into the shoplifting, because I heard you made mention of shoplifting, mm -hmm. uh, those who are into shoplifting, they also, are they, are they, do they do it under normal circumstances or they, uh, they take some dance and they are being empowered to do that? There are also several reasons why people do it. There are really some people, they do it out of poverty. They really are going to, to steal a bread to eat. But there are also people who uh, 
try to steal uh, expensive goods so they can sell it for a lower price and they, they use the money to to sell to, to buy the drugs oh. permit me to ask you once again I thought um, there are cameras all over the shopping complex to I mean uh, to alert, alert the police mm -hmm. when uh, shoplifters are around the corner so mm -hmm. what do you do does that does those uh, cameras don't ring a bell to you guys the the shopping center Amazon support is do uh, we have camera uh, visibility from the police station we see what happens on the street yeah but our responsibility of the police stops at the door of the the shop mm -hmm. so the shop itself is responsible for the safety inside of their shop so we try to work together I talk to uh, the, the shop owners and uh, we try to work together to say well this is the way they're uh, stealing right now as a the, they take bags they're prepared with something that uh, when they walk out of the shop the, the bell doesn't ring, ring. so Whoa. that's that yeah so the alarm doesn't go off the yeah. alarm doesn't yeah. go off so we yeah. tell them well pay attention to people who have uh, this uh, this kind of bags because that's the way they are trying to steal it right now so we try to uh, work together but the the owners of the shops are responsible for their own shop to make it as safe as possible so that's we can't use we can't look inside the, the shop we just can't can see the, the the street of the shopping center what i mean is like <laughs> this is very funny it looks like you are just seeing somebody about to um, open a shop and you know that this is not the owner and you are saying to us that your work doesn't uh, uh doesn't uh, i mean uh, include inside the shop it's only the outside okay when so we see when we see somebody breaking in a shop yeah then we you come there but we can't look inside the shop so most the most of the shops have their own camera system inside yeah, and they yeah, have yeah. their uh, security I saw it in the, the 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 picture at the beginning that's a security company they can hire to to secure their own goods in the shop mm -hmm. so that's what they they have to do themselves and we look outside so it's like a shared responsibility, right? Yeah, the, the, work the, together. Yeah, the police is responsible up till the door, and at the door step, there begins the responsibility of, of the, the shops. shops. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So what about the burglary, the, um, the, the store, you know, the, 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 the homes? Mm-hmm. The, 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 what do you call it? House burglary. Yes, in Brega. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, different every time. So now, at uh, in, I'm a neighborhood policeman of the Amst Amsterdam support, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of uh, houses uh, above the, the shops, and there are in this year only three uh, burglaries of houses. houses uh, in 2019. Yeah. Only but three. Only three. Yeah. So that's I think I think that's good to emphasize that there were only three. Mm -hmm burglar uh, cases in Amsterdam yeah. Southeast because everybody is of course there are things happening in Amsterdam Southeast but it's not like Amsterdam Southeast is now a no-go area with crime all over yeah because I I think it's very good to just emphasize on that also that Amsterdam Southeast actually it's a really beautiful place to work and to live and to uh, have your school um, and actually I that's why I like 
I, I want to compliment you yes. on also providing us this opportunity to talk about the safety in Amsterdam Southeast because yes. when you read the newspapers yeah. uh, you would think that Amsterdam Southeast has become a no-go area yeah, exactly. um, and that's not true because when you see the facts and the figures I love to go back to the facts mm -hmm. and the facts are that only three Yeah, for the three inbreakers wow. in the whole year. Well, that, that was yeah. in the Amsterdam South. Of course, in the whole in the other Amsterdam areas in yeah. Amsterdam Southeast, it can be higher. Yeah. And, but then we are going to try to investigate yeah. who is responsible and yeah. try to catch them. Yeah. And mostly when we catch the, the, the perpetrator, then yeah. it stops and then. Yeah then it's better again really yeah you know and actually this is I, i yes of course you are right it's not just only three in whole of amsterdam southeast that would be a party mm -hmm. but um the the fact that um we have in amsterdam southeast we have problems mm -hmm. but it's not not just in amsterdam southeast yeah. it's in the whole of amsterdam i would really like to underline that part that it's in the whole of amsterdam mm -hmm. we have a problem with our Um, with crime rates. Yes. It is not only in Amsterdam Southeast. Yeah. So I like you bringing out these numbers also for yes. our viewers. Yes. So they know. Yes. Yeah. It's important. Very, very important. Wow. Because yeah. when you read it, it's like uh, Amsterdam Southeast is like uh, a no go area as yeah. if everybody here is just committing one crime or the other. Yeah. But that's not the case. That's not the case. Absolutely not. We have more good things going on than bad things. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, um, do you have any question, any one of yeah, you there? Yeah, I think uh, I have to comment. Um, I, he said that in Amsterdam, okay, he said that in Amsterdam Zadis, there is about three uh, inbreakers uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the month of like, 2019. Yeah. I, I think to my own understanding, a few weeks ago, there was a Nigerian lady Mm -hmm. And uh, I think in a car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we had it. She was at work, and uh, her son was on a school uh, trip for exchange program, and her house was burgled. And uh, something so surprising, it's not in the night, it's in the daytime, and mm -hmm. there is neighbors mm -hmm. by the side. Mm -hmm. And the uh, television was taken, and a lot of things in the house was taken, and they, they break the window. So I'm, I'm now like thinking, at least for somebody to hit the window, there should be a loud noise. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe, I don't know whether the case was registered with police, but I, he called me, told me that the police is uh, aware of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the same building, I think two years ago, a Nigerian lady was also in, uh, uh, traveling to Africa. The same thing happened. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of uh, inbreakers, especially in within the Zardos here. But I think if you compare, like I live in America, if you compare with the the high rate of inbreakers in America, Bata, I think it's getting higher to compare with Amsterdam because there's a lot of inbreakers in, uh, especially in America, Avon and America, Bata. Really? Yes. So we're better in Southeast. Yes. <laughs> it's getting better in Southeast because I think if you look at the number of inbreakers in uh, America, Bata, America, Avon, it's getting higher. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. I think this is good for us to have these discussions to uh, help us understand that, again, crime rates are everywhere, crime, crimes are being committed everywhere in Amsterdam, in Almere, and everywhere. And I think that as um, Amsterdam Southeast, it's, we have a duty 
to our in, in the inwoners, uh, the people who live here. Um, so I think it's good to have these kinds of um, programs yeah. to tell people that if they are, um, uh, how do you say this? If they think they are they are uh, afraid or they have questions or anything, that they can come to the police or they can come to us as as um, uh, we have a team, a special team, security team in uh, in our own uh, council, city council. And they can ask us questions, and we also we organize dialogues. We have dialogues. We have we go to schools. We talk to people of uh, the children in schools because we think that actually, uh, when Jeroen comes, it's way too late. Actually, what we have to do as a community mm -hmm. is we have to raise our kids uh, and our people to not get in touch with Jeroen because when you're at Jeroen, it's too late. So they have, you know, we have to, because why are these kids or people, why are they shoplifting? Sometimes they are out of, just out of, uh, I don't know, uh, just because they, 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 they need money. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's because actually we had a case where uh, kids were uh, getting into a store mm -hmm. because they were hungry. Yeah. And then that's, that's, that's poverty. Yeah. And so that's, it's a whole different story. Yeah. That's not about safety, but then it's about uh, we, me, as uh, yeah, the the the, the chair person, yeah. I have to go into that, and I have to see, okay, what's what's this about? So what's the cause of this? Mm -hmm. So you know, because this is a we call this this a complex problem. Mm -hmm. When you see kids pushing trucks at streets, wow, then it's a it, it's not like these people these are criminal kids. No. What they are doing is a criminal act, but mm -hmm. these are kids. And what do kids kids need? Kids need to go to school. Yes. Kids need to get an education. Exactly. Kids need to get a breakfast. And so I think then it's actually our duty as um, Stadsdale to go into that and yeah. to, to just, you know, uh, investigate uh, what is happening here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I, last week or so I was interviewed yeah. And they were asking me all these questions about safety issues in Amsterdam Southeast. And I told these people that yes, we have safety issues, mm -hmm. but actually we have an issue of our kids getting a, um, are they getting a good education? This is the question. Are they getting the jobs? Are they being <coughs> discriminated when they are getting one to a job? Uh, so these are the real questions we have to, I have to ask ourselves before we go into these, all these burglary and uh, nuisance sort of um, issues. We need to have the conversation on how do we raise our children? Yes. How do we raise our own community? How do we look at our own community? So I think that that's the real issue we have to discuss. Well, uh, let me say this here. <coughs> I became alarmed when the issue of child delinquency mm -hmm. and truancy became rampant here in the South Coast. I had always harped on the fact that the system in Ghana or in Africa where children are disciplined by members of the community even before their parents are later informed. Over here, there are Ghanaians to be precise who are afraid to discipline their children because the, the kids go to school and they tell their teachers, oh, my parents are not treating me well. And before you say, Jack, your child has been taken away from you. And to avoid that situations where parents lose their children, they cannot correct them when they started going wayward. I was alarmed when the statistics showed that 
majority of the children who have become delinquent and they were pilfering from the shops are Ghanaians. And I had a chat with a parent who told me, well, my child has become naughty. And I'm afraid to tell it on his face or reprimand him. Because when he goes to school, I may lose him entirely. So the system is actually working against bring, an upbringing of children in Sardos. Then actually we do need to discuss that with we each other. We need to discuss we that to with each other. Conversation because yes. I think that um, actually I do believe that parents have the they they are they are they have this yeah. obligation, obligation to tell their children, children what's right and what's, what's wrong. wrong and uh, well but they you know what is in Holland um, you have um, um, you cannot hit your children <laughs> and I I believe you don't need you to hit to your hit children your at all uh, but I know that I was brought up in Suriname. So, and when I, I was a, quite a naughty sort of child, and I got some <coughs> slippers from my mom, mom yeah. and this was a custom in Suriname, because, yeah, this was the way. But over here, you can't touch a no. child. No, and I do believe that don't hit children with slippers. Yes. But um, there is, you know, there is a, there, there should be a balance. The balance, you know, yeah. This is the, the hitting with the slippers, and here is, we don't talk, talk at all to our talk. children. And I was at a church, uh, uh, the Pentecost church. Mm -hmm. I was in a discussion there, and then the young people were, it was really nice, because the young people were confronting their parents yes. with how do we, um, who, how do we talk to, talk each, to each other? other? And how do we, in the upbringing, with, with, what conversation can we have uh, with each other? Yeah. And I think that would be the start of, um, you know, not being afraid. So the parents should not be afraid, and the children should not be afraid. We need to have a uh, another type of of talking to each other. I once bumped into a Ghanaian child who is confronting the parent mm. about his kingdom wrestler. Mm. That he need to buy some sneakers. Yeah. So he, he was demanding, I mean, forcefully demanding money from the parent wow. to buy. You know, in Africa, you can't do that to your parents mm. because you'll be spanked you'll be made to understand that you are being careful. You can't stay under my roof and be disrespectful. But over here, because you don't touch the child, because you have, you know, the child thinks he has a right. A child sits with the parents in the television and then maybe if the uh, remote is broken and he tells the child to go and change the He will tell the child, but what are you doing, daddy? I like the program there, so if you don't like it, why don't you go and change it? It's after disrespect. Over in Africa, it, it won't happen. But over here, it seems the rise of the child is is, is getting out of hand. It's about time uh, certain measures are put in place as far as discipline is concerned. And the result is the waywardness and the shoplifting, the pilfering, and the other bad attitude we are observing in South Truth here. But do you think that, uh, I don't know, it's just a question, it's a yeah. question. Uh, because I think that, um, well, actually discipline ch children with, with um, hitting them or something. Not necessarily not necessary, hitting, no. But I think but with words, with words, you can yeah. do a lot. But do you think that in that conversation, do are, are parents having enough tools, enough tools to talk to their children? Do parents understand the the world in which the children are living? Because in Holland it's quite different from Ghana or Suriname or Aruba yeah. or anything. And actually our kids 
you know, I love kids, so I will always be the advocate for the kids. Yes. Because I think the children in Holland, in everywhere, they are, um, they are social media. Yeah. There is a lot of pressure. Sure. So um, I think that we as parents, we do have to also understand the world our children are living in. Do you think the parents are, are aware of all the challenges? They, 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 they are aware. Also? Naturally, children yeah. are adventurous. Mm. They want to do things because their peers are in it or they you know they are inquisitive naturally and that is where the parents has to come in and tell the child this is wrong this is right this is not good a girl went to school and was coming from school with blood by the, at the back of her dress and a, i mean a passerby beckoned upon the girl and said oh there is blood and this girl became you know, he went home and nearly commit suicide because the parents doesn't discuss that at your yeah. age, yeah. a time may come, you have your mental cycle. Yeah, yeah. But that's exactly, this, that's yes. exactly what I mean. That, yeah. You know, you should because of lack of children. communication. Yeah. The parents has never told the girl yeah. that this yeah. is something that yeah. might happen. Yeah. Because at your age, I want to come in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I think what I want to add to this discussion is the fact that we're here to discuss the security issues facing the community. And, and I do understand the fact that you, you want to go to maybe the genesis of why it is. I, I get that mm -hmm. understanding. Mm -hmm. But if, if I may, you know, put us back onto the security track, yeah. uh, would it be fair to say that um, a particular group <laughs> of youngsters are within the higher group of people that commit the crime um, or there are also adults who are com because I'm sure you have all these type of st statistics based on who you've arrested and who yes. you haven't mm -hmm. so maybe you can shed some light so that we can understand okay within this age group are the highest people that I right. mean highest offenders and then and then we can then come to my area to the, the, yeah, you know the the, the 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 genesis of it but yeah. if we don't know that it's like yeah, we're yeah. then wasting you want to have the fact and figures exactly. and then go into the exactly. discussion yes. of exactly. yeah because yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. i don't think kids are into burglary my point yeah. Yeah. so okay. they're talking about okay. adults okay. Yeah. Well, before before you get on, let me enlighten you about this. I was at home about a week or two ago, and, and then I had a bell on my door. When I opened, here was the gentleman with gaggers and other things telling me there is a leakage on the floor below me. So he want to come and check it, my house whether. The water is actually coming from my place. Yeah. Then I asked him, where from you? Where is your, what's your identity? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's in the car. Okay, yeah. then go and bring it. Yeah. Let me know you because I understand here, over here in Holland, yeah. before somebody comes into your door. They have to they, identify. No, yeah. even there should be a letter at times, a week yeah. or two before yeah. that appointment. Yeah. This man went downstairs and before I could see, he joined the car and they are he gone. Left. Oh my God! Yeah. 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 So if, yeah. Yeah. if you are not alert, yeah. you'll be yeah. taken. But with my background wow. and my experience, yeah. I, I will let you in. Yeah. I would like to have, I mean, a documentary proof. By the way, he appeared with the gadgets and other things. You will automatically see him as a worker. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is also a method uh, about mm -hmm. how they steal from people Steeple. in houses. Um, but there, we see a lot of younger people uh, committing burglary in houses. 
that it's there's a fair various people are doing this so also uh, adult people who are uh, breaking in houses. in houses but we do see even younger kids uh, besides burglary, also street robbery with knives or even uh, fake uh, guns or real guns. Uh, we see that as well. So it, it is really important to, to start young with the education of, uh, of children to, to, to talk about this problem and to, to be uh, away from this kind of, uh, uh, kind of burglaries or street robberies. Because they, they are getting younger and younger, right? Yes. The uh, kids who are doing even uh, from primary school people of uh, children with the already have tasers or knives the in their possession yeah. Yeah. So there are kids from group of group eight, group eight yes. so these are children from what 11, 11 years yeah. old yeah yeah when, uh, one they thing are already I, carrying weapons well, one thing i've observed is that yes. these adults who engage in burglary Mm-hmm. They have devised, I mean, sophisticated means yeah. that they can, before you realize, they are in your house. Mm-hmm. And then they pull a gun on you or a knife on you and take your pink uh, your card and go and take money from you. You know, there are a whole sort of things going on. At a, a colleague was telling me the other day, he was at home. When three men came, they said, oh, the government has access to come into houses and change your... Electric bulbs with uh, uh, non-consuming energy-saving bulbs. You let them in, and before you realize, they put a knife. Where is your card? Tell us your pin code. They put a knife on you, and one of them goes to the the ATM machine, collect all your money. They come and they lock you in the toilet in the bathroom, and then off they go. It happens, but that's not the the major uh, amount of uh, of burglary. at, at the daytime and the nighttime, nighttime. They, they check if somebody's home. Oh, they, they like yeah. to, that's nobody's home, home, and then they break in. Yeah. But a good point you yeah. mentioned just now yeah. that uh, Southeast is uh, uh, an area where people are very anonymous. So there yeah. are a lot of communities, and people don't want to interfere with other people's problems. Yeah. So you, see, you told uh, just now that the, the, the glass was breaking and nobody was, talk, yeah. was calling the police. And that's a problem we see, and we would like to have the connection with all the people in Southeast that we want them <coughs> to call us 112 when when somebody is seeing a burglary taking place, that they uh, they give a signal to us that we can come right away. But we see that uh, when we go there after it happened, and we call at uh, the other houses if somebody saw anything then they thought well i saw it and a guy i, I didn't trust but uh, i didn't call the police but we want them to call the police mm-hmm. so that's uh, uh, well let me say this finally here there is there is this issue about policing which is police visibility let me command the amsterdam police that they are visible almost everywhere yes every two three minutes yes, you see that. two ladies riding horses you see another two riding motorbikes another two on bicycles, some walking. The, the police visibility is very good here. Yes. But the system of policing varies from country to country. In Ghana, we have the neighborhood workjob committee, where few uh, men in, or I mean men and women in the community, a policeman joins them, and they stay awake all night to police their community. Here, there are no workjob communities, but they have their effective way of policing. I pray that system works so that everybody will feel safe in Sardos. Uh, thank you very much.
um, which will be here. Uh, but we're talking about security. I think South Coast has um, enough security and they're doing well. There was what they introduced, like uh, community security. Those guys, they put on uh, red with bike. Mm -hmm. They go around the city mm -hmm. everywhere. I used to sit down and watch them always. Yes. It's very interesting. That is security. That's you mean, you said this uh, the streets street coaches strat coaches in the in the red in the red yeah uh, yeah, red, yeah, 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 yeah they are the strat coaches yeah yeah and I put it to the police yeah. Yeah. and I put it to to, to all uh, yeah. uh, uh, organization that's why South Coast uh, crime went down mm -hmm. so I recommend you and again I want to ask a question please Doctor no? mm -hmm. what can we do the uh, the the uh, city, the, mm -hmm. the mayor mm -hmm. and the uh, security officer here. Yeah. He has worked here for 20 years. Uh, he, he, he said, yes. "What can we do again to stop this the uh, this, this this crime? Mm -hmm. What can we do? What, what effort do you think you can put in place mm -hmm. to uh, stop all these uh, uh, <laughs> crimes?" Before he comes in, let me say one thing here. He will talk. Yes, please. I have a little police background. The, the criminal is always ahead of the police. And the police, the system is dynamic. It, it has to change itself to be ahead of the criminal. Because as you are policing in this system, the criminals is devising ways to avoid capture. So the police is always dynamic. So, the question. The question. Okay, come in here. Yes. Um, because you ask what you can do about uh, the... And that's what I just... We can do. What you can do as a community or as the, the owners from uh, Amsterdam Southeast. Mm -hmm. um, well, you mentioned Almere, and that's also a big place, but it would be good to know your neighbors, know your uh, uh, direct uh, surroundings. surroundings, that you can see when something's happening what is not right. And then there are also app groups that people start in a, a street that if somebody sees something that's not uh, not good then they contact each other and they go together outside to look well what's the problem or when you we really think it's dangerous still you have to call 112 that we can come at the scene so we'd like to that, uh, that people are alert at the street and contact us at the time that it's really taking place or uh, the area is uh, divided in different areas so uh, in Balmamere a police station uh, the area is divided in 14 um, areas little areas and they all have their own uh, neighborhood policemen so I'm from Amsterdam support but there is one at Venserpolder there is one at uh, the FD booth and uh, at the website www.politie.nl there's Mijn Buurt. If you click that and you uh, put in your street name number your, or your zip code, then you can find your neighborhood policeman and you contact, can contact him directly by pushing a button. And if there's a safety issue you want to talk to him about, you can uh, contact him directly and he contacts you to make an appointment to talk about uh, the problems you see. And then you can well, maybe solve it together. Can I, can I uh, come in briefly? Let me ask uh, the, my next question, please. Yeah. <clears throat> so are there particular situations or issues favoring burglary and user assistance here than elsewhere? 
Why is it more? Is that the question? You know, are there, uh, I mean, particular issues that are favoring them? Also? Yeah. Well, that's what I just mentioned about the anonymity in Amsterdam Southeast. There are a lot of different communities uh, and people are not knowing their neighbors or if somebody is uh, uh, doing something, they're, they're not reacting. They see it, and but they walk away. Yes. So that's favoring the burglary. That's yeah. easy to do it because nobody dares to uh, do something about it. And nuisance, well, there's also a cultural aspect on it that a lot of people are in the street. Yeah. So they're not only inside their houses, but they want to meet each other yeah. and meet each other at the street and stay there Some, uh, sometimes all day long. They're staying yes. at Amazon Support yeah. at a certain uh, central space because they want to meet each other. But yeah. sometimes they drink and get drunk and then well, the people above it uh, don't like it because they want to sleep and have to work uh, the, the next day. Yeah. So that, that can be an, uh, a reason why it's more than in other parts of uh, Amsterdam or in uh, Holland where people all stay in their houses at night and it's all quiet at, uh, at the street. Well, can I ask you one question here? Of course. Unlike in Ghana where the policemen, we are all camped in a, a barracks. But over here, the police live individually among the community. Unfortunately, they don't bring their uniforms home. So you can live with a policeman in your block for years and you don't know he's a policeman. Because he leaves for work in civil dress, mm -hmm. he reaches the office and puts on the police attire. Am I right here? That's right, yes. Yeah. So, why don't you bring your uniforms home for the community to know that, oh, <laughs> there, there is a policeman living yeah. with me yeah. in this flat? <laughs> you know, it's you? police visibility. It cares away burglary. It's cares, yeah, yeah. you know. So, yeah. so they have to be visible also. They have to be home. visible in their homes. <laughs> in the past, that was uh, the situation. That the situation also in Holland, uh, and yeah. you had to live in the area you were the police, yeah. and you had to be visible, visible for the neighborhood. neighborhood. But there, there are uh, uh, movements yeah. in that, and they. The, how do you call bonds? The, the the people the who unions. The, unions yeah, the unions who come for the policemen. Yeah. They they see the the backside of that, yeah. and uh, the children of the policemen yeah. were not having a very nice life in their neighborhood. Okay, 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 okay. And then the policeman himself, the whole day he was uh, everybody came to him to talk to about talk this about problem. That he was never free. Free. Okay. So, okay, okay. That's the backside of that. Yeah. <laughs> People were taking advantage of your presence. Yeah, yeah. That, this is it. Yeah. 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 Instead of you going to the police station, yeah. everybody will knock your yeah, door yeah, yeah, yeah. with a complaint. They, take, they have their yeah. own police station. Yeah. Station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you are threatening to the street. Yeah. Once they know you are uh, you, you, you are you are a police officer, and you know. Everybody, everybody will, will, will try to avoid you also. Yeah. Even your children, as they said. Yeah. I commend, yeah. I commend the Netherlands police after coming here. That hardly do they use their weapons. Hardly. It is only to the extremes. But over in America and other places. Even in Germany. Even in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. In France. In France. In, in the twinkle of an eye. They are gun firing. We don't have crime here. You know, the crime is not. It's not like we don't have crime. It's that is that they are tamed. They are tamed. Yeah. They don't use their weapons unnecessarily. They're more women. Yes. You see? Yeah. yeah. Can we can we ask uh, the mayor a question? Yeah. Yes. With, with regards to uh, solution. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, I I believe strongly that there. 
there are a lot of people in the Amsterdam southeast area yeah. who are on quote unquote bystand. Mm-hmm. And this is not to disrespect them or anything, but I have a feeling that if a project is is designed mm-hmm. to basically in, in, in involve yeah. people who are on bystand who yeah. usually are most of the time home, mm-hmm. if I can put it that way, mm-hmm. if they can become more alert mm-hmm. and basically uh, interact with uh, the police if they see something awkward yeah. in, 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 yeah. in their neighborhoods, yeah. they can alert, like like he said. Yeah. Maybe maybe people on 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 can also be part of the, the solution yeah, yeah, yeah. where they can also be more proactive in how they react to certain things yeah. and 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 that I think can open a dialogue I, I'm just looking at okay, it from the solution yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is, so this is a recommendation yeah, more, well, actually yeah. because we have I, I don't I, I really I I am a person who thinks on uh, what are the pros and what so like what I can do is uh, we have actually we have a, another dialogue uh, within two weeks okay. and I will propose this um, recommendation you made here mm-hmm. I will propose it in that group because there will be like 100 or 150 persons there okay. and I will just propose it right. and I will see how people react yeah, on yeah. on this because I do believe in unorthodox right. you know right. I do believe that you know if you're doing what we've always already done we'll have what we already have True. so we have to go into looking at other other solutions like you know we now have talking about unorthodox we have a group of moms, mothers. This is called Southeast Safety Movement, and yes, and because they said that we as moms, we want to stand up against crime. Right. And they are actually now. Uh, you talk to them, right? The police yeah. talks to them a lot, mm-hmm. and they come up with all those solutions. And they are, you know, they are moms, so yeah. they see a lot in their neighborhood. Right. So I like, I like that, and so also your, your recommendation. I will take it to the, the conversation. Because, you know, I am a person, I, I, I believe in the conversation with the community. Because if we come up, if Jeroen and I, we come up with all these solutions, and it's not from, from the, community the community itself, then the community will tell us, like, you're coming up with all these solutions, but they don't work, they are not from us. Exactly. I, I want, what I want from for Southeast is that we uh, are in a shared responsibility mode. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with that, because yeah. more, more or less people would feel the, a part of the, the, the solution, yes. and they also feel worthy of you know being able to. Well, Mr. Jerome, I once read on the Estatica that uh, the Dutch is closing down the prisons for lack of inmates. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but uh, it's true. If it is so, then uh, the statistics we are hearing now that crime is over 30, is getting 39, and the prisons are empty. How do you marry the two? <laughs> I don't know exactly what the reason is that they close it, but it's right that they have not ima- enough in- in- inmates in- in- for, in- for them. The criminals are less. Yeah. Are less maybe there are, are less criminals and doing more crime. Yeah. When one person does uh, 20 burglaries, burglaries, we only need one cell for, cell him. for him. So that could be a reason, but I don't know exactly what, <laughs> what the reason is. And maybe they give other punishment because they also yeah. see that, uh, yeah, yeah. that yeah. Net, not the, the free imprisonment yeah. is the best punishment yeah. for every you know. uh, person who commits yeah. a crime. So by then, yeah. then 
Can we say that uh, community labor as punishment mm -hmm. to minor crimes? Is it happening here so? That happens, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see people pick pick on the street. That happens here in Southeast as yes. well. Yeah. yeah a lot. Is that a part of uh, uh, effort to avoid incarceration or people? Well, ladies and gentlemen. 24 uur per dag, 7 dagen in de week. De 105.2 FM Ether, de 103.8 Kabel. Het is jouw eigen radiostation. Het is Razo Radio. Oni pebiara betimi enya corona yare ni bi ifi se yare no won senepemu wonim tuntum ana afita ni sanu ntino tinefie ansa na obokwa bontino na ehu hia pa twuhu efri obiara ho abasafa ba ko ne fa a eye 1 and a half meters eseso obiara di emra ne so anye saa sa wochiwa obetua ka euros ahanai a eye 400 euros Se open se imu dudwa neti ya, mpacho betimi ako Amsterdam website niso. Eye amsterdam.nl slash coronavirus. Medama si bebri, nyamen kamo. Als het over de Belmer gaat, hoor je het hier, bij Razo, het officiële radiostation van Amsterdam Zuidoost. Razo got the power. So long are you de la mise, so long are we got you all a day. I can't put you in my heart. Yeah man, this is Damaru and Uktumi and Arki Radio Razo. Op 105.2 FM, of kabel 103.8. And if you did it on internet, razoamsterdam.nl. Ik ben Damaru.